Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, TJ Bowser, Logan LeBegg, and Jared Bachman-Stubbs. And welcome to the Do Back Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is Jared fucking shit, Jared the Dark Jedi. Keep that in. Keep that in. I want that to be my ringtone. What was that? You like stroked out halfway through Jared. You went, yeah, the fuck, bopping stubs. Like, what was that? <laughs> That was great. That was great. We're that is my new favorite thing that's happened so far Absolutely. this week. That's that's going to be the April Fool's show. It's just that on a continuous loop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for real. Also, returning, as always, Logan LeVague, Joke the Rogue. Hey, what's up, guys? And from the Gorn Moore podcast, Chad Vader himself. Hey, what's up, guys? Okay. So, it is November 6, 2018, and we are... Hold, please. Hold. Holding. 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 155 days out from Star Wars Celebration Chicago and 409 days from Episode 9. Yeah. The return of Chief Palpatine, according to Logan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so, Jared, let's start us off. Weekly review, baby. So, this past week, I got to go to the Geyer Gala with my lovely lady alexis um the guyer performing arts center is a theater i do theater at um when i'm not working um and this uh, 2019 slate of shows looks incredible and i'm gonna be in a few so those of you listening who do live in this general western pa area should come out and see the shows that i may be in up there but i uh we went to the gala and we had an amazing night and you look pretty good uh, buddy thank you very much i i clean up well i the haircut helps I, I, the haircut helps as well you know but um there, there was nobody there was nobody in that room or in that picture especially who looked better than alexis so oh you um, and your girlfriend are so cute logan that's all her that's all her man she's fucking adorable she's the one who carries that Oh my. Logan, what about you, buddy? Uh nothing much really. I got baptized Sunday. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh that was cool. Been doing. Yeah, I had a midterm yesterday. Wanted to die. Uh yeah, that's pretty much just been my week. So an old man threw water on you and you freaked out over a test. <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right. Yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> Have you guys seen the video of the baby getting baptized? But the Have you ever money? seen the horrific that, pictures of Jewish no, no, rabbis no, no, circumcising babies with in, their mouths? No, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Have you ever seen the video where it's a baby getting baptized, but that's, the being that's super that's aggressive Christian. with it? 
Jared, first off, that's christened. I, that's a Catholic thing. I was christened and baptized, so I'm the first person in my family to be christened and then baptized. Wait, are you a Catholic or a Baptist? What? Are you Catholic or Baptist? Baptist. Oh, good God. I was Catholic when I was like five. How did you convert? Uh, I moved to a different town, and my, it was mostly my dad's family that was Catholic. And my mom's family is more Baptist. And when we got a divorce, I, I lived with my mom more. So I kind of was like, I'm I'm not really like Baptist. I'm just Christian. Like I have my own kind of point of view, but I'm more leaning towards Baptist than Catholic. But okay. you guys know the video I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Where they put in the audio from Big Lebowski and he's like aggressively yeah. dunking the fucking baby. <laughs> Yeah, like what my friends always give me that because like I was like, hey, I was Christian as a child. They're like, oh, look, his little baby Jogan, and it's like, <laughs> just plays that video. I'm like, ow. <laughs> Where's the fucking money, Lebowski? Says <laughs> you're good for it. Where's the fucking money, shithead? <laughs> One of my favorite videos on the internet. So, Chad, what about your week? Uh, actually, I just got Red Dead Redemption 2, and I've been playing the hell out of that. You and every single oh. other person that owns a PlayStation. <laughs> hey, hey, I wasn't even planning on getting it. My wife surprised me with it. So <laughs> she comes up to me. She's we, we're, we're at Walmart, and we're looking at Halloween costumes at the, after Halloween sales. We get in the car. She just reaches into her pocket. She's like, oh, what's this? And hands it to me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when did you get this? Like, she snuck off to go to the restroom and bought it for me. She's like, oh, I accidentally got more money out than I needed to for Christmas. Like, All right, fine. <laughs> so that's actually been pretty damn fun. Excellent. Anything else? No, that's it. Aside from a couple of sick kids at home, everybody's got the cold going around, so that sucks. Now everybody's all cranky. The schniffles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the schniffles. The schniffles. A little bit of schnief. Uh, I, what did I do this week? I worked. I worked some more. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I worked even more. Uh, yeah, I didn't really do a whole lot of a mu- lot of things. Uh, we started working on the new Gormore podcast. Yeah. Uh, watched a couple of movies about, well, to do that show. And then found out yesterday that Sarah got me tickets to go see one of my favorite bands for Christmas. And that was that's one of my Christmas presents. You gonna leave us hanging or say who? It's it? just the Devil Wears Prada. It's a band I've been listening to since I was thirteen. Oh, yeah, it's a Christian metal band. I'm not a Christian. I'm just I just like their music. Uh they're not preachy. That's that's why I like them. What the hell was that? That was Logan dropping his his balls. Uh, <laughs> that is my. I think that's my sister playing upstairs. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, let's uh, do a little bit of advertising. So, yee. Let's talk about Curio Cool in Zelenopol, Pennsylvania, for a second. Uh, they are a, new, a unique gift shop and art space. You can find local handmade items, fine art collectibles, art cla- art classes, and a whole bunch of awesome. Are you curious? Uh, that is run by my friend Jason Shore in Zelenopol, Pennsylvania. You can find them at 111 East Newcastle Street. Uh, yeah. So let's... Move on to the news. So it's time to buckle up, baby, and start on our first topic. And Jared, if you could take that away for us. Uh, I was just about to say, can I please read this? Absolutely. Awesome. So uh, as per usual, most of our articles are coming from the illustrious Making Star Wars News Net, which also. This is Star Wars. This is this is Star Wars News Net, not Making Star Wars. 
Did I say making Star Wars? You did. Jason Ward. Wow. Jason Ward just like turned in bed. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know how I. Put, I don't know why I put those two things together. But also, don't forget about the uh, Castle Toy Run, guys. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about the Castle Toy Run before we get started. Uh, the yeah, Castle yeah, Toy yeah. Run. Remember, guys, it's going on from what? Until December twentieth. Until December twentieth. From now until December twentieth, you can uh, go on Amazon.com, search up Castle Toy Run. Uh, literally, just buy something on that cart and send it to uh, Brandon. Uh, yeah, do what. It, remember, it benefits all the kids that are in the hospitals in those local areas. What is that noise? Me, is that Logan? That no. may or may not have been me using a water bottle cap to scratch my. That was my absolutely you doing a water bottle cap to scratch that. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo! Thank you for ruining our castle <laughs> toy run plug. Uh, <laughs> we're not taking that out. We're not no. taking that out. Fuck no, we don't. Rec- we don't fucking delete things unless they're really dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just Jared's eczema acting up. Shit. Eczema. <laughs> Eczema, eczema. Same you say potato, thing. I say potato. <laughs> I say Trump, you say Clinton. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> ah. No, he's young. He's probably a Sanders fan. Oh, my God. Crazy Uncle Bernie. <laughs> Communism. Communism. <laughs> hey, hey. Democratic socialism. Same okay. Thing. <laughs> Same we thing. We should make a political podcast. Yeah. No. We, we already talked about it. Not. We already talked about no, it. That could, that could get not. too heated. I don't know about that one. It would literally turn into screaming. It, it would be called the orange one, and the, and the art would just be an orange with a blonde <laughs> hair. <laughs> I already thought about it, guys. I already have everything planned out. If we ever fucking pull the trigger on that. Anyway. Which we shouldn't. We shouldn't. That's a rabbit hole we don't want to go down. We'll stick to our nerd stuff. Uh, Yeah, Cats Toy Run. Awesome, awesome thing, guys. Uh, Just be sure to go on and donate if you guys have the opportunity to. It's a very good toy drive and will benefit many, many sick kids on the West Coast. Anyway, time to buckle up again. Talk about Adam Driver's interview on Star Wars News Net. <laughs> uh, so as you know, the making Star Wars oh, shit show, um, so he sat down with Vulture and was kind of riffing about fame and uh, the how people really perceive him as being this really intense guy, um, and talked about Star Wars a little bit. And I actually read this article um, independent of the show. Your ravioli so, looked pretty good last night, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. Let's make a SpongeBob podcast. Oh, God. Count me out. <laughs> Tales, Tales from the Krusty Krab. Um, Did someone say chocolate? <laughs> what are they selling? <laughs> um, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, so the Vulture interviewer said, I know fame and the subject of fame is not your favorite thing. So how did you uh, – how did that distaste factor into your decision to be in Star Wars? You had to know that it had kicked things in the high gear. And Driver said no. And the interviewer was clearly perplexed. And Driver said, I was aware that more people would see it than see most things I do. But I don't think I could have anticipated how often I'd get recognized because it's so different for every person. I'm very tall and look a certain way and I can't blend into a crowd. Well, some may consider this a premeditated and rehearsed naivete, or naive, yeah, naivete response. Um, 
Naivety? <laughs> I, no, that's how you're supposed to say it. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was naivete. Yeah. Na- uh, um, <laughs> Driver comes across extremely genuine in that he took on the role he like he would any other. And while understanding the magnitude that Star Wars carries, Driver <laughs> earnestly stop sending me snaps during the show, TJ. <laughs> while understanding the magnitude that Star Wars carries. Driver earnestly didn't enter this <laughs> franchise expecting himself to be vaulted into the massive spotlight, and I believe him. Vulture, what's interesting to you about playing Kylo Ren? Driver. Is this Spider-Man's Vulture, or is this like a place? Is like a news company? The news company. I was so confused don't... there for a second. I really thought Michael yeah. Keaton was talking to uh, Adam Driver. But yeah. <laughs> Kylo Ren, <laughs> Kylo Ren <laughs> sat down for an interview with uh, Adrian Toomes. Um, <laughs> That's hard to say because we're working towards something in particular with that character. I don't want to give anything away. We all know what he's working towards. Yeah, marrying Ray. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you and your Raylo shit. Raylo trash, baby. And you guys give me shit for what I want for episode nine. Okay. <laughs> I don't give you shit. It's legitimate to want Palpatine to come oh, back. We're not laughing about that. We're laughing about you being a communist. <laughs> 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 Picture. What, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Logan sent us a Snapchat, and it's like when Jared's Jared is a communist. This him just a blank face, a stare on his face. <laughs> oh, fucking dead. Logan, let me on Snap, motherfucker. <laughs> I do have you on Snap. You do? Did you send it to me? Oh, you didn't. No. You didn't send it to me. <laughs> you bastard. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jesus This will undoubtedly be the quote flying around All websites, blogs, social media accounts And down the line Driver is known for being tongue in cheek and coy Though this is seemingly a direct response Or as some would call it a no response response This can mean so many different things Somehow the actor Who arguably does the least amount of interviews Out of the cast masterfully gives an interviewer Enough words to fill a page Without saying much at all um, the phrasing takeaway the phrasing takeaway here is working towards something, which to me infers that this is something he's been building towards since he's gone on his journey with Kylo in the Force Awakens. Though likely inadvertent, it's as though Driver entered a room full of Star Wars fans, dropped the quote in the center of the room, and walked away smiling. It is a delightfully cryptic response, and considering we are still 13 months away from seeing episode 9, it is all we have right now. Keep us surprised, keep us guessing, and somehow increase our engagement. Fucking hell, TJ. I'm watching these now on the air. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I like that Captain America hoodie. Where'd you get that? Uh, Kmart, actually, man. Before it went out of Rest business. in peace. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> this is my favorite hoodie, actually. I love this. Uh, ooh, I I, until, I until Gordon Moore hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Until the Gordon Moore hoodies come out. Why are you why are you teasing me with Cunnilingus, TJ? <laughs> <laughs> Logan, you're so cute with your glasses on. I know. <laughs> we need to make this a public snap, but we have all have access to and we'll just post different stuff on it throughout the day. It's gonna be a shit <laughs> but, show. <laughs> Anywho, um, Anywho. that's basically the art of you the art of you? 
Oh, I have with... a question. At the end for our outro song, what if I just play Stacy's mom and every time they say Stacy, would it yell Jesse? Or we can like have it be like the super, the super like cringy like computer voice. So it's just this like Jesse's mom has got it going on. Oh, that would be fun. He would be so Jesse. pissed. Jesse, Jesse. Oh God! Here's one from Logan. I'm not a communist. <laughs> Sorry, so, you're a socialist. Uh, I'm same. a democratic socialist. I don't even, I'm not even really a democratic socialist. The orange one. Anyway, so far, the Star Wars epi- <laughs> We're going to talk about Richard Grant here for a second. So far, Star Wars Episode Nine has been as dry as the Jakku Desert. Or Jesse's mom snatch oh, on the news Friday, oh. but today we'll bring you a little morsel about Richard Grant's character oh. in the upcoming Holy sequel. Fuck. <laughs> in a recent interview with Josh Horowitz on Happy, Sad, Confused via Sleemo, Grant spoke about his audition for the movie and his initial meeting with J.J. Abrams about the role. There's not much material or audition material. Might have to provide some clues as to what type of role he will have in the film. According to Grant, he didn't really know what (laughs) for Star Wars movie he did the audition tape, which is fairly common, as Grant explains. He says, I got sent a 10-page generic sort of, I think it was an interrogation scene clearly from a 1940s British B-picture because the references were not Star Wars and the language was spoken that my grandfather would have spoken. And then fucking beard hair just came out and i thought you knew the three contrasting scenes you were supposed to show as most ah, i'm fucked up today you were supposed to show as much versatile versatility versatility you should could ma- muster in a self-taping situation. <laughs> <laughs> so i did that and sent it off and it goes into cyberspace and you don't even think about it again because it's what actors you know what you do all the time and you audition and send stuff out and never hear back his brief description of the generic script is pretty interesting. While these often don't have anything to do with the real story from the movie, there's usually something in there that will tell the director if the actor can pull off a specific type of role in the actual film. When I read interrogation, I instantly thought of Grant as the First Order officer, officer trying to get Ray or one of the other Resistance heroes to crack. I don't know why he has a southern <laughs> accent, but <laughs> granted, the role could be anything. That'd really. be interesting. You know, you have the whole like little idea. This that, is like, what happens when we talk about Red core, Dead Redemption 2 on this podcast. The <laughs> and then uh, like, I guess like when you're from the unknown regions, it's just, hey, man, I just came out from wild space back there. I just got to go out and refuel down Tatooine. <laughs> you don't mind. I got to get I got to get my I got to get my wide head down to the Kessel system, you know? <laughs> This is why no one likes you, Jared. <laughs> you know what, Logan? I can suck my communist pot. <laughs> uh, I'm fucking dead. If it's communist, then he has to share with everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's a socialist program. Everyone takes turns sucking Jared's cock. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the New Back Discussion Podcast, people. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyway, Richard Grant, whatever the role, he must have demonstrated what Abrams and Catherine Director Nina Gold were looking for, as he definitely did get the call. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume this is what Richard Grant sounds like. And then I got a call from the agent saying, "Oh, when you get to Pinewood Studios, and they're going to send a car to pick you up." And I thought, "Why?" 
That's never happened. You sound like you're from Red Dead Redemption too. <laughs> That's what he's going for. <laughs> Called to go and have a meeting. So they did. Arthur Morgan. And I got there. And the casting director, Nina Gold, who's gotten me there in the first place, was very smiley. And I said, What am I here for? I don't have any scenes to prepare. I have not been told. She said, No, don't worry about that. So I went in. Kinda like Chad went into Jesse's mom. Grant goes on to talk about initial meetings with JJ Abrams, accompanied by actress Daisy Ridley. God damn! Oh. Where he revealed the part to him and offered him the job. JJ was sitting with Daisy Ridley and I said, Hey, great, come in. So you're going to do it. And I said, Do what? At this point, the room went upstairs and I'm going to sure was telling me in detail what part I was playing and the character it's called. Why don't you tell us what the character's called? I have no memory of that whatsoever. I just kept thinking I might be in Star Wars. Lasers and shit. I kept waiting for them to say, well, you're going to come in and stand for somebody else because we need somebody to test your height or age or whatever. But no, they kept saying, so you're going to do this, aren't you? And I said, of course, I'm going to do this. It's interesting that Ridley was present in the meeting. Perhaps his character will interact with Ray in some way in the movie. Maybe it's some of the saga's new villains, or maybe we'll finally get to meet Ray's junk trading junkard of a father. Thought he was dead, Kylo. Thought he was dead. It's anyone's guess at this point, but for now, we're just left to our speculation. Do you hear that, Logan? Rumors and speculation. Wow. I fucking we'll do. <laughs> we do. We do know, however, that Grant will not be playing Brad Admiral. Save the dream. Since the actor, that's Saul Guerrero, you idiot, actor himself dismissed the <laughs> yeah, possibility a few say, weeks like, ago when rumors were swirling around the world wide web. Special thanks to Slamo for taking the time to transcribe the interview. You can read the whole excerpt here. What do you guys think about this? I mean, we all want Grand Admiral Thrawn. I mean, that's a given. Unless you're unless you're stupid and don't like the EU. Wait, it's not EU anymore. Wow. It's fucking so, canon. So, so, so you want Thrawn, but you don't want Palpatine back. Okay, cool. Okay, here's the thing. We didn't see Thrawn die, and we saw Palpatine get thrown down a fucking shaft. Uh, remember in Legends, it was like... You know who else goes down a shaft? Thrawn. Jesse's mom. Oh, so, baby! Um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't... Here, here, here's 12-year-old Jesse. If she don't play the craft, she don't get the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Oh... Anything you guys want to say on that, or are we going to let Logan... No, let's let Chad uh, talk about the Game of Thrones, boys. Okay. But you go first. Well, uh, I wanted to say with like this whole thing, um, I find that very interesting that Daisy Ridley was there for that. That could be explained as she was just there to meet with JJ, independent of that, and she just kind of tagged along. Um, or this is a an important matter that would concern Daisy... Um, because it might, this character might involve Ray in a very important way. Um, I, I I find the news fascinating. What if Ray um, had? What if Ray's daddy's daddy issues like transcribe into her like her really being into older men and like that's her new love interest and not Kylo? Kylo's ten years older than her. That does, that. Hey does. my hey hey my uncle's nineteen years older than my aunt. So yeah, that's rape. <laughs> that, that's a little creepy. He no, was in college when she came out of the war. She he yeah. was in college when she came out of the womb. I need a shower. No, he was in the military. He was sucking on Teddy while she was sucking on Teddy. You, you see, oh. it's, <laughs> to quote the great George Lucas, it's like poetry. It rhymes. I'm dead. 
<laughs> I'm dead. Anything you want to talk about this, Chad or Logan? Oh, I, w- I want to say I want to say something. Um, I think this guy will actually play Thrawn. He already said he was not going to. Well, you know, maybe he just. Said well, that, you know, if so you actually he... listen to the to your own podcast, you'd actually know this. Well, you know, uh, maybe it could be a chance. Okay, I'm keeping my hopes high for episode nine. Okay, okay? buddy. Well, Chad, talk about the Game of Thrones, boys. And all I right. Have high, high hopes for me. <laughs> first of all, do you, does everybody else watch Game of Thrones? Because I've actually never even sat and watched. I have. I've watched the first season. I saw a very angry uh, small man, and then I stopped watching. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't watched a single episode. I am super, super. Oh, bummed. I also watched uh, Jason Momoa do a doggy style with Amelia Clark. So Aquaman was plowing Kira. I mean, I saw that. And I know some of the names <laughs> from it. But other than that, I have no recollection of anything that important that happened in that show. But I, I, can you speak the Thraki, TJ? No. Uh, I can't either. I just wanted to say the Thraki. Speak <laughs> The only real language you need to learn oh, from, no, a, from that, a movie series. We is all heard it. We all chose not to laugh at it. Okay. Ow. <laughs> okay, moving on to actual news. Please. <laughs> Fucking Chad, give us some Game of Thrones all right, shit. Let's go. Uh, it says, as post-production work on the final episodes of Game of Thrones continues, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss begin to look toward a galaxy far, far away. While they won't start work on their first Star Wars movie for a while, it appears to be on their minds as the end of their nearly decade-long commitment with HBO on the gritty fantasy drama comes to a close. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Everybody talks about it and I've never seen it. It's just... It's just one of those things where I feel I know if I ever sit down and watch, I'm gonna be fucking. Sword, it's gonna be so and dragons and shit just doesn't get me going. It used to, but it, I everybody hypes it up, and I'll end up hating it. Here's the thing: as someone who has seen a sizable chunk of Game of Thrones, yeah, it's more to do with like the moving and shaking of like the politics and the backstabbing, yeah, more than the swords and dragons and shit Uh it is a lot more of a political thriller that just happens to have all that sword and sorcery stuff going on in the background yeah and it's the character study that makes the show incredible yeah but if you that's its stretch if you want something political why don't you just watch the old uh, hbo rome series it was actually based on fact well that's what where's the fun in that we're talking about he's communism we're (laughs) talking about we're talking about a space fantasy allegory for Adolf Hitler, though, you know, like I love Star Wars for the politics of that. And the Game of Thrones is just so much darker. And the lore is also very, very deep. So that, that, that at least for me, that's the big draw for Game of Thrones. It's not so much the swords and dragons and magic and shit. It is the backdrop that helps to uh give a little bit more believability to that stuff and the titties. But that's where and the, and the titties <laughs> what'd you say and, and the, the titties. titties not really the titties not me. really <laughs> okay think, oh god you're gonna sound bite that and put that in the video <laughs> whatever you say is free reign for me just saying sound so. bite that yeah. and tj getting your name wrong <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> No, Jared only likes the dicks. He likes it when they get cut off and shit and put in boxes. Ooh. What the Oh, f- that was so bad. No, remember that remember that episode where that guy gets like dick cut off and then they put it in like a box and send it to his dad? No, we don't we don't 
we don't go into this stuff. I, I, what do you watch, Logan? <laughs> Game of Thrones. That was Game of Thrones. What? We are talking about Game of Thrones, you weirdo. We talk about D.B. Yeah. Weiss. All right, we got to talk about Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, we got, we got a side check. All right, let's get we back never, to this. We right. never said the words Game of Thrones on this podcast ever. Oh, my God. We were literally talking about the writers and shit going to be starting. And then you guys we were, were on a fucking tangent. And I was trying to bring it back. All right. You, so, what? Entertainment what? Weekly. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly shared a recent small update about the duo's involvement with Star Wars and a cover story about the end of Game of Thrones. In the process, they also revealed that the two writers for the acclaimed series got some tips from Lucasfilm on how to keep spoilers for the eighth season of the show from leaking out. Uh, Benioff and Wise's next gig is writing a new Star Wars film, and they received some final season secrecy tips from The Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson and producer Kathleen Kennedy. They've given us a lot of hints about how to lock things down, things we never would have thought of or didn't know were possible, Wise says. <clears throat> no doubt that Lucasfilm's penchant, see, penchant, a little French there for you. Separate. <laughs> uh, their penchant for secrecy came in handy for the writers of the show, as thankfully plot details on the final season haven't leaked out like most of the main details for season seven did. But in any case, 2019 should be a great year for fans of both franchises, as Game of Thrones and Star Wars Episode Nine will bring their stories to a close, while work on what comes after. The Long Night and the other prequels to the series and the series from the Benioff, Wise Duo, and Ryan Johnson for Star Wars will begin in earnest. The new series' films does not have a director assigned to them as of yet, but the writers are not expected to direct the episodes. If anything, it seems like it would be likely they could convince one of the directors they've worked with on Game of Thrones to tackle a comparatively more light-hearted science fiction story. Grant has been a Star Wars fan for as long as he can remember having seen every movie on the big screen. When he's not hard at work with his college studies, he keeps himself busy by... Oh, wait. <laughs> I guess I didn't need to read that part. I cut that out. <laughs> With this sexy bitch with the Kylo Ren lightsaber. Yeah, look at that guy. <laughs> that, 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 look at that face. Look at that face. That's Mr. Studio Girl right there. <laughs> all right, Logan. I'm assuming you want to be all over this battlefront oh, talk. Uh, yes, I do. More all righty. <clears throat> so literally like three minutes before we started the podcast, we looked on Star Wars EA uh, Instagram and we saw this like thing saying they're like working on Geonosis and stuff. So What's Geonosis? That's What's Geonosis? That's the planet that the droid factories were on and where What's the big droid? battle. What's a droid? Uh, <laughs> Anyways, you guys should all know this by now. I hear someone laughing. I swear to God, I'll beat you. Mm. Okay, but anyways, so you it's say, all gonna be coming out. Say I'll eat your ass. No, it's I'm pretty sure he ass. just said I'll eat your ass. <laughs> Only Jesse's mom's. Okay. Ooh. Anyways, anyways um, <laughs> uh, wow, the tables have turned. Holy. So f- I believe Obi Wan and Genosis will be coming on November 28th. Uh, we get a couple pictures here. We see a nice picture of Obi Wan. Pretty much staring down battle damaged Grievous. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can see the background. Well, actually, using the phase one clone troopers, which I really like how they just use that and not the phase two. Um, we go down a little bit. We see how they're actually working with uh, the map. You can see a whole bunch of stuff. What is it like? The uh, little shuttles that they have there where Anakin was like, shoot above the fuel cells and LA gunship. Yeah. And there's that. We also have the beautiful ATTE. Uh, those are actually just going to be normal vehicles like you can get, like the, what is it called? The MTT? No, no, I'm wrong. The AAT. 
Uh, it's going to be like that. It won't be like what railroad, what do they call it? It's like a railroad, but the you can actually control it. Train tracks, train tracks. Yeah. You can actually control it yourself. And, uh, that's going to be pretty cool. I think the objective of this is to like take out all the fuel cells around and like little shuttles and then finally reach to the, like, like the control ship. And <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a Walker assault. Pretty much. Yeah. And you just have to take out. We've well, I don't think they're going to, we've gonna, never seen a AT&T Walker assault in Star Wars before. What? We've never seen a what Walker assault in Star Wars before. It's definitely not a new <laughs> idea. <laughs> Shut up. So, like, anyway, fifty like percent. But I don't think I don't assault. think it's just going to be the ATT. I think we might have something else. I think uh, what is it like the SPHAT, uh, like those walkers, you know, with like the big lasers. No, I don't know. The lasers at the like and then the Balogenosis. They took out one of the control ships. Yep, still don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god, it's what Anakin puts underneath his Venators and the Circle Fleet. We know what you're talking about, you <laughs> asshole. Uh, well, sometimes, I don't, I don't know what you teach sometimes. Sometimes you're sarcastic, sometimes you're not. Sometimes it's the same thing, okay? Okay. It's fine. To each his own. But anyways, what, the other thing I like about this map is it's not just flat. It actually has, like, terrain. You can see the rocks. So that's pretty nice. And we can actually do some sick jumps off those. I'll oh, do some sick jumps, uh, bro. <laughs> Six jumps, dude. 360s with the with like a rifle or something, dude. I want to hop on a staff and play like fuck, like basically turn Geonosis into a fucking Tony Hawk. Game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like the map looks really good. Uh, you, I, you can good. see some stuff like the top left corner. I don't know what that's supposed to be. I don't know if that's just like. It's supposed to be a ship or something they're going to put in there or what. But... I don't know, Logan. Oh, it might be cool. And then ATT again, all like made. Detail looks great. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much just about it. Oh, and, wait. And, and then we have the best part. Yeah. And we have the gift of Obi Wan Kenobi, our first like main look at him. Looks great. And also, we'll be getting a robed appearance, as you guys can see right underneath that. And they think they confirmed before on one of the roadmaps that there's going to be a general Kenobi outfits. So that'll probably be his like season one through three outfit in TCW. Ooh. Okay, also, I can't really read it. I don't know if you guys can, but you can see with like the abilities. I don't know if you could see that or not, but. Where at? Like where it shows Obi-Wan with swinging his lightsaber. It has like the abilities on the oh, right side. Oh, shit. Yeah. What's the ability? I don't know. You can't read it. It's all like. Oh. Well, I I saw. It was one of the really good leakers. Yeah. Who said that it's going to be like defensive rush, force push, and mind trick. You know what one of them should be? Is just Why would it be mind there. trick? Fuck mind trick. Alrighty, well, that's pretty much about it for Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Geonosis map. I actually can't wait to play it, so. You and everyone else that has ever been fucking playing that game. Chad, I have a question for you. Do you not have a microphone? Can't you hear me? No, on your PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I have one. You never play with us. (laughs) That's because you always invite me when I'm in the middle of a game. I feel you. Real quick, um, before we move on, um, this is something I forgot to make sure got made its way into the show notes. Um, we will have to figure out who's going to read or listen to or whatever, Scum and Villainy. Probably me. But 
we actually have an in you in universe dating and uh calendar system now really yeah yeah it's crt is the name of the system um nobody knows what it stands for yet uh the guess at this point is common republic time okay um but i can't remember what it is exactly but basically whatever year it's like how we're in like 2018 it's in like the thousands for them i can't remember where they are but they have it lined up so that a new hope is happening in that whatever thousand year 77 so we're not going to use we're not going to be like jesus and use aby after uh yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yavin isn't Jesus anymore. But I like the fact that it's like whatever year it is, seventy-seven for them. Yeah. Because that you know, nineteen seventy-seven is when a New Hope came out, obviously. But we do have a new in-universe uh, calendar system. That's awesome. So people are probably going to still use uh, before the Battle of Yavin and after the Battle of Yavin, as they should. I like the fact. I mean, we've only used it for forty years that way. All right. Yeah. But this way, though, we are able to, like, actually see how long shit's been going on. Yeah. So I just want to throw that in there before we moved on. That's a little new advent from Scum and Villainy. Yeah. And who would have thought it would have come from that book? That's pretty cool, though. I like it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, what's the next topic? Here. Oh, Vader Christmas shit. <laughs> That's all you, Chad. <laughs> I just I just love your little breakdown down here. It's Vader Christmas shit. Uh, further on down, JJ making fucking deals. <laughs> also, action figures, motherfucker. Action figures, motherfucker. It's going to make sense because it's actually a Mace Windu action figure. Is why oh, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. That one looks amazing. <laughs> Uh, and I just I just want to talk about uh, for our, our Gore and More podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, TJ sent me the episode notes for episode two, and he's going through his description of uh, our, our movie that we're going to be covering, and then it goes roll credits, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it's like, fucking the, great. Roll credits, you, bitch. Your show notes like become their own hype man <laughs> these are hilarious i love this like i i can it sounds like you're trying to work a fucking crowd with them <laughs> we're the only people who see them <laughs> until we see some shit like that we have to say it on the show so that people right. know that's there like if it wasn't for us no like people would think that in the show notes it read Vader Christmas. They would know it was Vader Christmas shit. They see the fan. They, they hear us read the Fanta Tracks article, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah," it's like JJ making my fucking day. Man. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I think everyone, I'm happy that everyone can appreciate my. <laughs> I am literally Truly. the flavor of flav of this fucking crew. <laughs> yeah, you're the flavor of flav to Dubak's public enemy. Yes. That's great. All right, so let's talk about this Vader Christmas shit. Yes. Okay. Uh, it says spread the Sith miss cheer these holidays with a S- Star Wars seasons greetings collectible coin note from New Zealand Mint. You can get Ooh. you can gift this 5G silver coin note to the Star Wars fan in your life. 
Though it's such a quirky, precious metal gift, you'll probably want to keep one for yourself, too. No shit. <laughs> this, no inaugur- <laughs> this inaugural release is designed using both color and engraving. Wow, they spelled color wrong. <gasps> Damn it features a wholesome image of Sith Lord Darth Vader embracing the Christmas spirit by the piano. Aw. It says, look closely and you'll find more Star Wars characters featured humorously in the design. Wait, where's the picture? Oh, wow. Look at that. That is nice. I oh, have wow. that on a t-shirt. Wow. <laughs> the coin note is presented with a unique holder designed like a Christmas card, allowing for easy display amongst other Christmas ornaments. Inside the holder is an illustration of Darth Vader, accompanied by the words Hambug and Mary Sithmas. <laughs> a limited edition, its unique number is detailed on the coin note. And with Star Wars-themed quality packaging, it makes a wonderfully affordable gift for family, friends, and particularly the Star Wars fans. But uh, they only made 10,000 of them, so you might want to hurry up and get them. Oh, yeah. So I love this and I. So, okay. I know everybody like 99.999% of the population loves Christmas, but I like fucking love Christmas. (laughs) Um, Like Christmas is my shit. I am the jolliest motherfucker you were ever going to meet. What about Santy? I am Santa Claus. Okay. I am Santa Claus. I am the Santa. I am I am the one who chimney climbs. You're big enough to you're big enough to be him too. Oh I know. I've played Santa several times. I think you're gonna find out that doing fat jokes on Jared does not affect him at all. I just want to say the, the only reason I'm like, oh, you're going to compare me to one of the icons of just happiness and joy <laughs> in this world. What an insult. I just want to um, say the only reason he's overweight is because every time he fucks Jesse's mom, she makes him a sandwich. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. If she yeah. hears this podcast, she's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be like, I know where you live. I will find you and kill you. Um, but I, uh, so every year for the past couple of years, I got this black Christmas tree that I put in my room and I put a Vader helmet on and a cape around and I call it my Sithmas tree. Um, and this makes me so happy that like the phrase Sithmas cool. is probably going to blow up now because cool. I have been like for years now, like ever, like I, it, and it's like right after Thanksgiving cause I try to avoid Christmas shit until after Thanksgiving. It, it goes up and like Mary Sithmas motherfucker. Like, oh man, I'm happy. this makes me happy. I love Star Wars and Christmas are just so awesome together, except for the holiday special. But <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's the one time those 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 two things came together in all the wrong ways. But I, I, okay, I tried to come up with something there, but it would have been fucking horrible. You guys there? Yeah. No. Christmas makes me happy. Christmas makes me happy. So, Droidology. We talked about this book uh, not too long ago. And uh, let's see here. Troopers and everything. So there's a a little trailer going on here, but I'll I'll talk about it a little bit more in depth here. Uh, So have a look at the book trailer for Droidography released tomorrow in the United States. Excuse me. The book written by Mark 
Sumerak, and art by Joel Hastak. Ariana Joel Trigger. <laughs> That's a joke that only OG Dubex guys would get. Ariana Sabella, Massimo, Travaglini. What are these all like? Like hard, Italian names. Fucking hardcore Italian name. Ariana Sabella, Massimo Travaglini. Goes in <laughs> it's a nice meatball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am like a thoroughbred, thoroughbred day ghost. Are you? That's cool. More like inbred. Oh! Okay, Oregon. Give us an insight. Oh, I was going to say, like, I'm, pretty sure, look, I'm pretty sure your fucking family tree looks like the goddamn your, your, your Skype profile picture is a picture of you with an overlay of the Confederate flag. Let's, let's... Oh, boy! <laughs> <laughs> These colors don't run except to their cousin's bedroom. <laughs> oh Mama said weird. I should take a shower because brother's dick tasted weird. Fuck <laughs> 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 oh, this podcast. Half my, half my fucking self so badly, and they went from shooting at their brother to sucking their cocks. <laughs> okay. Anyway, droidography. Discover the world of Star Wars mechanical wonders that droids through the hugely fun and fully interactive reading experience. Droids have always been at the heart of Star Wars from the classic adventures of three... C-3PO and R2-D2, the, the valiant exploits of BB-8 in the latest episodes of the saga. Droidography is the ultimate in-universe guide to the lovable characters with insider info on their function and role in the Star Wars universe. <gasps> Covering every known model of droid, including free-rolling astromechs, protocol units, KX series security models. Is that what K2SO is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and even bounty hunter droids, IG-88, as an example. The book is filled with fascinating facts and insights and show just how crucial droids are to every faction in the galaxy. From the Rebellion to the First Order with thrilling original illustr- illustrations and amazing special features, including Lift the Flaps. Jesse's mom. (laughs) 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 Textures and more. Star Wars droidography is guaranteed to thrill the saga's legion of young fans. Readers can interact directly with the narrative through a variety of inserts, lift the flaps, and other don't know what that word is. (laughs) Where would other Star Wars heroes be without droids? BB-8 completed Poe Dameron's mission and delivered the map to Luke Skywalker. The moop? The moop to... Plus, I'm tripping all over myself. Plus, can we can we find a way to like audio engineer every time they say the word map in the Force Awakens to Mook? Yes. Like, I really want to hear Kylo Ren's menacing voice. Just where's the Mook? The Mook to Skywalker. What's so important about this BB about this BB unit? It has the Mook to map to the Mook to Luke Skywalker. The Mook. It has the Mook to Luke Skywalker. Uh, plus, he drove an actual ATST and rescued Finn and Rose, which is the best character in Star Wars. Chopper saved the ghost <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. Chad's like, losing it because he's the last Jedi. Me, but like, <laughs> Darth Vader's a thing too, guys. Huh? No, you're like no, the best character. It's Rose Tico or nothing, buddy. <laughs> Rose. <laughs> Oh, I love trolling. Okay. Anyway, Chopper saved the ghost crew on numerous occasions, including some solid undercover work. R2-D2 managed to escape the stormtrooper-infested Tantive 4, find Obi-Wan Kenobi, and get the Death Star plans all the way to the Rebellion on Yavin 4. Because of that, the planet dest- the planet destroying battle station was destroyed. That's no moon! Also, without R2, Luke wouldn't have 
most likely followed in his uncle's footsteps and never even his uncle's footsteps. He also would have likely followed in his uncle's footsteps and never even oh, picked up a laser sword. He certainly wouldn't have gotten out of the trash compactor. Yeah. So maybe the better question is: He's saying that where, Owen would have been some. He, he still would be. He still would be a Toshi Station looking for moisture evaporators. I get it. <laughs> so maybe the better question is: What would Star Wars itself be without droids? I agree. Uh, it just goes on to tell you. Uh, says R two D two triple zero B T Doctor Aphra's psychopath psychopath of droid pals all a bunch of other stuff, but uh, to wrap it up, guys, it's 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 a pretty much a visual dictionary of droids in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, oh, been- you you missed the best part, TJ. What? And maybe best of all, it's all told from the point of view of Roger, the good guy battle droid from Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures. Oh God! So that's a kids' book, isn't it? Pretty nah. much. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, maybe maybe not all, entirely like it's just probably going to be one of those like, oh, hey, like here's some like lore nuggets that are kind of cool. But like if it's going to have so kind of like in order to figure out what happened in uh, adventures, like they have an explanation for C-3PO's red arm in the Lego Star Wars game. Well, yeah, but there was also a comic about that. Yeah, there was. He, he wore it to oh, honor another another droid that died in Yeah, him well, they, you can play that comic in the Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens game. Really? With the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be twenty four ninety nine hardcover, 32 pages. I mean, I might pick it up just to fucking have it because I like droids that much. I mean, L3 is on the cover, so, you know, right there's the SJW agenda. Uh <laughs> 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 I'm fucking dead. Trigger alert. Triggered. Fucking triggered. Jared's like my PTSD. <laughs> Dude, I love L337. Probably because I'm a bedwetting liberal, but mm. that's beside the point. <laughs> you forgot communist. You think that's bad? You should look at his sheets. <laughs> So, uh, gets me going, like Logan, the democratic socialist ideals of. Uh, since you have a hard uh, on for the Clone Wars, could you want you want to talk about Matt Wood and uh, General Grievous? Yeah, sure, yeah, brother. Talk about Matthew Mal- Wood. Well, sorry, he's I been kind of a fan favorite for a long time in Grievous. You've got somebody who's got the unique ability to wield multiple lightsabers, and he's been trained by Count Dooku. The four lightsabers make for a very interesting looking character. His fury for the Jedi and wanting to secure his place as a separatist leader drives him to be evil. He's got a lot of animosity, anger, and a pretty cool skill set. Since his introduction over a decade ago, people have been interested in learning more about him and his story. This allows them to walk in his footsteps a bit. So pretty much, um, Matthew Wood, he's excited to be back with Grievous. And like I just said, he wants people to kind of be in his footsteps more. Like we were in the original Battlefront 2, but I think this is more good, I guess. You know? Okay. But anyways, I, I, mean, I think if his ability is not okay. working as good, yeah. Yeah. But here's what I think. <laughs> here's what I think. I think you guys might be like, oh, you're fucking retarded. But what they should do is add Clone Wars stories into the Battlefront 2 campaign. Like the Battle of Umbara. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> of course, you wouldn't fucking Umbara. That's my favorite. That's yeah, my favorite or like, arc, or like anything. Like, you could have like Christophsis, or you could have like Genosis, and you're like, and the point of view, I was like a clone trooper or something. Kind of like how they did in the original Battlefront 2, but in this one. I mean, anything that gets Kiari Mundi into the game, I'm cool with. What about the also, attack on the Wookiees? 
Well, uh, fun fact here. Did you know that there is only one appearance of General Grievous of which Matthew Voice didn't or Matthew Wood did not provide provide his voice? What's that? Clone Wars Micro Series is the only time Matthew Wood has never voiced Grievous. Every other appearance of Grievous since Revenge of the Sith is Matthew Wood. Okay. Revenge of the Sith video game, everything TCW, even the weird ass video games they put out. Everything Grievous is Matthew Wood from Revenge of the Sith on. Only time it's not him is in the micro series. Oh, interesting. Wow. And anything else him to add Anthony, to this? Him and Anthony Daniels are the only two people who have played their character in every appearance. Except for that one thing, so you can't say that. True. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't Anthony really Daniels count is the, the only actor to be in every Star Wars movie ever made, minus Ewok Adventures. Yeah, I'm just saying Matthew was like the only person who's close to. But Daniels. I don't consider them to ever exist. So, uh, so Jared, would you like to talk about JJ making fucking deals? Or there what? we go. There yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about JJ making my fucking deals. deals. <laughs> 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 the fuck. Going between your headline and the actual headline. Fanta Tracks reports J.J. Abrams keen to ink studio mega deal. T.J. <laughs> TJ Bowser's version. J.J. make it motherfucking deal. Uh-huh. Uh. Well, never launching one of his own mega franchises, but possessing the uncanny knack of capturing the spirit of classic series and transferring them into a soft reboot modern blockbuster. See Mission Impossible, Star Trek Super 8, Star Wars, you guys know. J.J. Abrams is now looking for a permanent home to encompass films, television series, digital content, music, games, consumer products, and theme park opportunities. The deal would see him secure a number of tentpole release dates each year for his movie, something only Spielberg has managed to secure in the past. Abrams' real strength arguably lies in television, where he has launched numerous series, including Alias and Lost. Abrams is eager to set a high, a new high watermark for the value of the deal, with something spe- speculating he hopes for a pact worth half a billion dollars or more. Dogs are being shepherded by CAA president Richard Lovett, Abrams' agent and attorneys Alan Wertmeyer and Jim Jackaway. Of Jackaway, Tierman, Wertmeyer, Austin, Mauderbaum, <laughs> Morris, and Klein. One of the insiders said, Hey, TJ, how about every week you find a story that somehow has a ridiculously long named law firm and I get to read it? Okay. Among those making the pitch to <laughs> Abrams, Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Iger and Disney Studio Chairman Alan Horn, Universal, Universal Film Entertainment Group. Chairman Jeff Shell and Universal Pictures Chairman Donna Langley and Warner Brothers Entertainment CEO Kevin Kevin. Say it. Say it. Tushihara. Tushihara. I think you did a good job. Sujihara. 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 That was fucked up. Please cut that. This <laughs> is currently split between Paramount Pictures and Warner Brothers Television. Abrams' team is seeking to consolidate under one company 
and earn a considerable payday in the process. We're going to have T-shirts says, to say, TJ, please cut that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lou Abrams with his ever-present spectacles and curly mop of jet black hair is one of the most recognizable figures in Hollywood. The scope of the deal is surprisingly in certain respects. It's surprising in certain respects. Unlike Spielberg, James Cameron, or even George Lucas, Abrams hasn't created one of the entertainment industry's Tiffany franchises, an Avatar, Star Wars, or Indiana Jones. Or Jurassic Park. Instead, he's been remarkably adept at refashioning venerable properties such as Star Trek for a new generation. Yeah, I see what they did there. Uh, Abrams and his emissaries kick off a spree of meetings late, late last summer according to three people familiar with the talks. So J.J. Abrams is making some money moves, or as a wise, bearded, sexy man would say, he's making fucking deals. (laughs) That's right. Okay, time for me to shine, bitches. Uh, Oh, boy. Toys, mother... uh, Here we go. That's not Shine right like a diamond. Actually, is this more Logan? What? Do you want to talk about this since this has, like, all your Clone Wars bitches in it? No, you can't because you're more of an action figures geek, but okay, I'll, so I, I'll silently nut. So. Mark Telfer from Fanthatrax uh, interviewed a guy who does custom Star Wars figures, uh, custom paints and everything else. So it's our pleasure to welcome to the Star Wars foremost action figure customizers, father and son team, Brian, Darth Daddy, and Elias Function of a Custom for Kids, Darth Daddy. I'm pretty sure that's what Jesse calls Chad. Jesse's mom's called Chad. Uh <laughs> So what inspired you both to begin customizing, Elias? It all started when I was about six years old. I had received a custom action figure made by my Star Wars custom action figure artist, Jack of Trades, for my birthday. Hold, please. we're back okay so it was for my gift from my dad it was so used to all the hasbro's figures so i noticed that it didn't look the same as the rest sorry guys i was a pee break i was a wookie jedi who made out of the <laughs> chewbacca with the jedi body i'm not gonna read this whole interview but it goes over uh like them customizing figures and stuff together so we got a couple pictures here we can look at we got a customized sabine wren who looks very accurate to rebels we have a chuda emwe from rogue one also looks very very cool uh, who else do we got here? Uh, Pong Krell from the Umbara arc and the Clone Wars looks excellent. Has a nice little base. Uh, who's this girl? Queen Mirage Sintel. What was what's that from? Oh, she's the Zygeria Zygerian girl. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Keep talking. I'm sending something into the group chat. Okay, uh, we got 99. Uh, we got. Chief Palpatine. Is that Captain Panaka? That is. Yeah, that is Captain Panaka. Okay. What the fuck? And then we got some cantina people. It just came up in my YouTube recommended. What is it? This is my senior year in high school on the announcements, and that's the episode where we reviewed Rogue One for the movie review show. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, man, those chicks are pretty odd. Okay, continuing. We got Ahsoka <laughs> with a headdress Jesus and Christ. like a, her robes 
Uh, you got the, the greatest character in Star Wars other than Rose Tico, Admiral Haldo. Uh, <laughs> I unironically love Amalyn Haldo, and I will defend her to the day I Absolutely. die. Absolutely. Uh, an unknown character who I have no idea what that is. Uh, we also, Wait, the blue one? Yeah. That's, uh, God, what was her name? Senator Chuchi. How the fuck do you remember this, you Clone Wars nut? Uh, zero. <laughs> a very flamboyant zero. Is that zero? Yeah. No, yeah. That's, oh, no, zero, no. It's Gardula. Okay. It's zero. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ, you hot guy. Uh, we also got an awesome uh, fucking Admiral Trench. He looks angry. He looks. <gasps> and then we got the ghost with Kanan Jarrus. Oh, man. That Very looks detailed ghost at that. Yeah. Yeah, but th- these guys do some really fucking good work. Uh, Can they make me a ghost? Uh, I want a fucking trench. Let's, let, let's talk about the fact that I want a goddamn trench. Do they have a website where you can buy this stuff at? Peak Obi-Wan Custom Creations. I clicked on the link. Sends me to Facebook. Bro. And then, yeah, they have a Facebook page called Peak-Obi-Wan. That's a o, that's an O, B, and then the letter one. Custom Creations. Looks like you can barter with them on there. Cool. That's really cool. Can they make me a council set? That'd be nice. Well, you'd have to talk to them. I will. Wow, the old DACA one's really cool. Okay, anyway. We're done with that stuff. Moving on to the Darth Maul bust by Sideshow. Uh, who wants to talk about this? Me, me. Okay, throw it. Okay, so I know from experience owning a full-size Pepsi Darth Maul that there's a that there's little that scares builders and visitors more than Darth Maul staring you down. This life-size and very detailed bust from Sideshow Collectibles is going to spook a lot of visitors, and it can be yours for 907 pounds or... $1,150. It's up for pre-order right now, arriving July to September 2019. And it has wait, pictures wait, wait. of Darth Maul. Let, <laughs> let Jared do the Darth Maul voice and qu- do the quote. Which word quote did you want? Yes, we will start with revenge. Uh, yes, we will start with revenge. You think you need more gravel in there? Okay, okay. Let me, let me do another take. <laughs> yes. We will start with revenge. That's, that was good. That was a good one. Jared, when Donald Trump got elected. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I no, – no, no. When Trump got elected, I was quoting Padme. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. I was fully prepared to use that quote if Killary won. I had it queued up and everything, and I woke up and Donald Trump won. I'm like, What? Like I was not expecting a win. That was me. I woke up and what? (laughs) Yeah, but dude, Darth Maul looks beautiful in these. Like this is like very detailed. I hope they come out with one where it's like his Rebels one or Clone Wars or Solo. But like, oh man, that would just be amazing. Uh, Detail looks great. Looks very menacing. Like they said, (laughs) you get a Phantom Menace. Keep talking about. um, Keep talking about the article. What? Keep talking. Talk. Fine. Okay. 
Darth Maul's size bust measures a menacing 27 inches tall on top, like my dick, and on top of a sleek black base that matches with you know, our other Star Wars collectible Your bust. Your penis has a the sleek depth- black base? <laughs> 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 no, 27 inches tall, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> I love our podcast guys oh. Hello Logan <laughs> Are you alive? After the intensity of this ruthless villain While his Zabrak horns complete his intimidating look The Darth Maul life-size bust Is crafted from fiber from fiberglass and also includes a fabric inner robe and hood which can be displayed up or down over Maul's head giving you an additional display option for presenting this piece in your home why the fuck would you put the hood up other than make him look scary wow okay it kind of, like look at the look at the first picture are you saying that's not scary that looks fucking menacing bro well i don't my darth maul tattoo his hood's not up so yeah, shut the fuck up, okay? No one cares. So, Hasbro, leak some pics. We got some new action figures, motherfucker. There we go. Uh, <laughs> got some new action figures, motherfucker. Action figures, motherfucker. <laughs> Black Series 6-inch Mace Windu figure, available spring 2019. Say Hasbro one more time. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say Hasbro one more goddamn time. <laughs> it's like... Uh, Sam Jackson. What about the droid attack? And, uh, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> Skull Island. He's like, looks, looks, looks at the girl dead in the face. Bitch, please. <laughs> Fucking gets me. I laugh so hard in theaters. We also are getting a vintage collection Poe Dameron figure, uh, fall 2019. And let's just say the detail on this vintage collection is what the kids call Liddy Titty. Uh <laughs> Already make fucking today. I think this is a three and three quarter inch, though. What do you think, Chad? From the looks of it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has the articulation of the six inch scale. No, no. What, what, uh. So just just think of it like my my dick is the six inch and Logan's the three three quarter. Uh, oh, my, my dick's more revered. Uh, oh, bet. <laughs> bet, he says. Why don't we ask Jesse's mom? Oh! oh. oh anyway, shit. moving on. Uh, Chad. Talk about the new speeder spotted. All right. Uh, this one comes from makingstarwars.net. says, while down at the location of Star Wars The Mandalorian, which we're all looking forward to, I saw something interesting under a tarp. Thanks to the Force, or maybe what you Earthlings call a nice breeze. Come on. Yeah, it's the Force, clearly. It became more and more exposed over time. If you look at the indentation of the tarp near the middle, you can see where the person will sit inside it, and you can see where we are actually looking at the rear of a speeder recently made at the location's shop. The speeder isn't painted and probably will have a lot of detailing and tech added to it. But that is the chassis of a speeder, if you ask me. Uh, as I looked at it, I thought I recognized the rear of it from Star Wars The Clone Wars Mandalorian arcs. I checked with my Padawan, Corey Van Dyke, a.k.a. the King of the Clone Wars, and he said the Lawless had something similar to what I'm looking for. He was right. We have our own version of Corey, don't we? Yes, we do. His name is Logan. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Grosso even said it, so it, it's true. <laughs> it's a fact now. It is. Damn, son. Uh, okay, so the rear the rear thruster sections do share a very similar shape to the ones from the Clone Wars, but it's worth remembering that this is around 30 years later. So while the shapes are similar, maybe the ones we're looking at is at a newer model, 
and from the area of imperialism where the earlier one was from, and more artisan area, a.k.a. the prequel area. Because technology evolves. Technically, obviously. okay, I have a question. I wanted to bring this up. Uh, are Solo and Rogue One technically prequel films? They are prequels in the sense that they... Uh, they take, take place, place before, before the, the original, original series of yes. films. However, they are not within the prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy is dedicated to one, two, and three. Yeah, the prequel trilogy is dedicated to telling the story of the fall of Anakin Skywalker and the birth of Darth Vader. By definition, they are prequel films, but the prequel trilogy is dedicated to Vader's okay. creation. Okay, continue. Oh, says, uh, what do you think? Is it a stretch? It could really be a stretch, but I also can't shake the idea of what could be the thruster <coughs> section of the speeder scene on set. Shares some of the characteristics of the other speeder and both have links to Mandalore in one way or another. The speeder could be just a background speeder that means nothing. If the speeder is Mandalorian in design, maybe it's our new hero's ride. Either way, hopefully you enjoyed seeing a little glimpse of something from one of the most anticipated future Star Wars releases, and the speculation fueled your imagination to fun places. With Dave Filoni directing two episodes, it could be just some of Filoni's art design preferences showing up in random places we were catching. Very true. Yeah. Uh, okay, and it goes, uh, The Mandalorian will be released on Disney's streaming service in 2019. Uh, so, yeah. I hope – see, Jason talks a little, bit, a little bit after that about being dropped all at once or once a week. I think it should be dropped all at once. I mean, that's what every other person, well, every other uh, streaming service does, with the exception of Voltron and a couple other shows. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel like just yeah. get, dropping all the content at once, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's something that everybody's going to want to binge watch. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that's what uh, Star Wars is going to be. It's going to be like one of those shows that Disney puts out, especially with the D.B. Weiss and uh, Benahoff film, films. Uh, they're going to be straight to the streaming service. They're going to be excellent. They're not going to be what, like, you know, what the other films are. But it's still going to be content. It's going to be new canonical Star Wars content for us. And I feel like just dropping on a dropping us every once in a while, just to give us something to talk about, just to give us that that refuel of Star Wars will help so much. And I think eventually fandom will fix itself. At least I hope so. You know, That's, yeah. Uh, especially with all this new Star Wars stuff coming out. Then again, there's also going to be those original trilogy nuts that just swear that anything made after George Lucas is just complete shit and it, it, it adheres to some SJW agenda that doesn't actually exist. That's more prequel people than I've seen. Well, you see, I feel like the pre—I grew up with all of them, and that's that's the difference between yeah. me and everyone else. And the same thing with you. Uh, we're able to appreciate the original trilogy, but we appreciate the the prequel trilogy just as much. And I feel like that—that's what separates us from the other podcasts, and that's what separates us as fans. Uh, and we have we have a Clone Wars guy. We have we have an original trilogy guy right behind me. We have all these different people that were born in different eras of Star Wars fandom. I mean, from the last 40 years, it's just been balls to the wall pop culture Star Wars. I mean, without Star Wars, the world would be a very different place. And I feel like as we start to get more and more and more, more and more content, I feel I feel that it's going to help uh, bring the fandom back together because because. Maybe we can start agreeing on stuff <laughs> because maybe, everything yeah, that, that has come out since. Can't has we either, all just get along? Exactly. Uh, Last Jedi. Uh, we all oh, just, just wait. Just wait until this next subject, dude. Yeah. So the Last Jedi split the fucking fan base right in two. Like I, I thought it was going to be that. Solo 
I feel like if people actually went and saw the movie, it would have been different. The boycott didn't affect the fucking sales. Don't give me that no, bullshit. It didn't. No, it, it didn't. didn't. I hate people what did was that. the fact that people did nothing but hear bullshit on the fucking internet and was like, well, if it's just going to be The Last Jedi, then we're just going to assume it's going to be shit. Okay. And let's, let's pray to God that they don't see that with episode nine. Well, here's the thing. I don't think – I legitimately – the only people that that boycott shit worked on – where are the people? Alt right cucks who believe there's an SJW agenda. The soy low movement. The anti Ryan Johnson guys. Well, it, it, uh, yeah, I don't. We've talked about this enough. Let, let's not get ourselves fired up. But anyway, yeah. let's let Logan get on his high horse for a while. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Get ready, Logan, because I'm coming right for your fucking knees when you're done reading. All right, read, read the article, brother. I'm about to fucking blow your No, you're doing mind. it. I'm no, doing you're it. There. You're fucking doing All it. All right. We have finally, we may have finally learned who Matt Smith is playing in Star Wars Maybe. 9. Right Maybe. up front, Possibly. we need to get two things out of the way. Firstly, this hasn't been substantiated by anyone <laughs> at Lucasfilm or by anyone connected to the production, so it's important that this be regarded as nothing more than a rumor for the time being. But if there's rumors, there's possibilities. Second, this could serve as a pretty big spoiler. So anyone who wants to head into the movie fresh, as can be next year, turn away. Warning, possible spoilers ahead for Star Wars 9. According to the latest episode of the Weekly Planet podcast, the former Doctor Who star will be portraying a younger version of Emperor Palpatine. They should turn... this. This, should it turn out to be true, would be an equal measure possibly confusing and tremendously important. How could such a thing happen, and what would it mean for the story? There are many questions, something such as, as, as some, la, 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 questions something such as this raises. Again, assuming that there's any validity, <laughs> validity to this info, which comes from a completely anonymous source. First, oh god, how long is this? Jesus Christ! All right. First, assuming anyone were ever going to play a young Palpatine in a Star Wars movie, Matt Smith seems like a solid choice. Ian McDermott will always be Palpatine in the eyes of fans, so it may be tough for anyone to view Smith as the original, as the legendary Sith Lord. But it's really all about execution, and that's on director J.J. Abrams. As far as how this could happen, the first and most obvious solution would be flashbacks. My point. It's not. Something the franchise has used all that much in the past, but The Last Jedi did make use of them a bit. The other, and perhaps far more intriguing option, is via time travel, which thanks to the final season of the animated series Star Wars Rebels is canon. The episode A World Between Worlds even brought back Ian McDermott as Palpatine briefly and firmly established time travel to be possible in a galaxy far, far away. J.J. Abrams should be, should he so choose, couldn't make use of that though for casual fans that may be a pretty tough pill to swallow for the time being the plot of the movie remains almost entirely a mystery lucasfilm is keeping things under tight lock and key which isn't out of the ordinary it was also recently revealed that this is being eyed as something of a course correction given the very divided response to the last jedi throwing in crazy time travel elements would seem to be diverting from any sort of relatively safe course correction it's also worth mentioning other rumor that suggested Palpatine could return in a scene featuring Kylo Ren. Whether or not these rumors turned out to be true remains to be unseen. What well, remains to be seen, but it's starting to look like we may be haven't. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe, 
Look, to look like we maybe haven't seen the last of the Sith icon on the big screen. Star Wars Episode Nine is set to arrive in theaters on December 20th, 2019. You can check out the full podcast from the Weekly Planet YouTube channel below. So you guys can check that out too if you want to. But anyways, here's what I think, guys. Okay. This could happen. And if it does, like they said, it could be flashbacks. And I don't think about the time travel thing, but what I think the flashback could be is let's say Palpatine and Snoke were young, you know, and they were fighting to be Darth Plagueis' apprentice. Now Plagueis chose Palpatine instead, so Plagueis pretty much like lightning Snoke and banished him to the unknown regions. Snoke is there learning different force powers, probably from something closely related to the Bendu that we saw in Rebels. And then he's as powerful as we see him in The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens. Oh my God. So maybe that could be something, you know, that could explain some things. Or Jared, shut this maybe, down, please. No, 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 no. Or maybe it could be something that we've seen in Legends because they, you know, they take stuff, they, they take content from Legends. So maybe it's just like a clone of Palpatine that they finally made after all these years and will finally release it to bring back the Sith. Because remember, even Yoda said, there's always two, no more, no less. So maybe there are still Sith. Who knows? All righty. <laughs> so, okay. Um, let's start with, let's start with no, let, communist let two noses more. Um, <laughs> let's start with the whole rule of two thing. That only applies to Sith after Darth Bane. No, the no more, no less is a guideline at best, and that is not something any Sith ever has ever taken too terribly seriously. Um, that's very true. Look at uh, Dooku. Yeah, in but that legend, means they would have more in Legends and in Canon. They no Sith has truly honored that. Yeah. See, Logan. Uh, Logan. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with this. May I interject? Uh, during the Clone Wars, there was more Sith active than uh, before that. Uh, if you think about it, Maul was alive. Uh, Asana Maul Ventress. technically wasn't a Sith. It doesn't anymore, matter. Though. He was well, still no, a- no. He Maul only dropped the Darth during Rebels. Rebels. He wanted to become the reigning Sith. So Lord. we had Sidious, Duke, uh, Ty- Sidious, Tyrannus, Maul, and Asajj Ventress. Just because she doesn't have a Darth name in it doesn't mean she was still trained under Dooku to use the. I know, but still, like two more. Dooku like, trained her as a like, Sith. What I'm trying to say is, there's still Sith. That's what I was trying to get the point at. There's still Sith. There still could be Sith. Do you consider them Sith, or are they just forced? Maybe yeah. Sith. I, Sith, I Sith is more actual official title. Yeah, and I don't consider Snoke to be a Sith or Kylo Ren. No, he's not. They're they are they aren't Sith. They're dark side users. Right. I'm saying there could be actual Sith that follow the Sith religion, just like with the Jedi. No, because then if they follow the Sith religion, they'd be then it'd be Darth Snoke. No, well, I'm not saying it's them. You he's not, he's not saying that Snoke is a Sith. He's not saying he's saying that this opens the door to the fa- to the idea that maybe the Sith are in hiding, like they were before, are in play. But that's but. Again, that's why I think that that is a bad idea. We're dealing with a trilogy that its biggest complaint from the fans who were just ripping it to shreds is that it is too derivative. And if episode nine, they keep saying, is going to tie together all the different trilogies, and when they say tie together the trilogies, what they mean is it's going to be a greatest hits of the prequels and the original, that's not good. I fucking want 
I think, and and one of the biggest issues I always had with Legends was the idea that the Chosen One prophecy lasted like five days. Nice. That's good on my Christmas list. (laughs) And the fact that the Sith came back immediately and Dark Lady Lumaya was a thing immediately and Jarek and Darth Kytus, all of these characters, the Sith didn't die with Anakin – fulfilling the prophecy and i like the idea that he was able to at the very least make the sith go extinct for a much longer time than just 30 years um my other gripe with the whole bringing palpatine back idea and the thing that makes me kind of turn my nose up at this and i listen to the weekly planet Often, I haven't. The one week they make huge news is the one week I haven't listened to them immediately. Um, but they they cover Star Wars the same way we do, in a very here's what we think we know, here is what may, we probably don't know, and are just kind of shooting the shit on, and. I don't know if it mentioned it in this article, but another article I read about the Palpatine thing, and you may have said, and I don't remember. They have a running joke called Hot Scoop or Shot of Poop, where they will take these huge leaks that come their way, and the whole joke is either this is true or it is so full of shit that I dare you to take a shot of human shit if it's not true. (laughs) What? Darkness rises. Rises. Light to meet it. it. Um, that is how they report on Star Wars, and that hot that hot scoop shot of poop thing. They've only done that when they are a thousand percent aware of and admit this is this could be and most likely is total horse shit. Like now, granted, the, now now hot scoop shot of poops have been true before. They were the first people to report that in Thor Ragnarok, the other Hemsworth brother and Matt Damon would cameo playing Thor and Loki in a play. They reported that, and that was a hot scoop shot of poop. So there is a precedent <laughs> for that format and that segment to come true, but. It is so out of the realm of where of like what they have time to do, and quite frankly, this is right up there with Anakin's Force Ghost. This has been reported on that Palpatine would show up in some capacity for like how many years now? Every single sequel movie has had the same rollout of conspiracy theories and, you know, quote unquote, credible leaks. I'm not saying saying here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to be I don't like here's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's not going to be completely true. But what I'm saying is that may happen. And this is what I want to happen. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen. I'm just saying it might. And I want it to. I know. I you know. See, this I, would I, be I, not to interject or interrupt, but uh, this would be a good thing to like have another show called After the Discussion, where you guys just sit there and just fucking scream at each other the entire time. <laughs> but, well, but communist and and Logan, I don't <laughs> Logan, I don't blame you 
for wanting to see this Palpatine cameo in some capacity. And that would be cool. And that would be interesting, but truly I don't think that this is the time of the place to have it. And that's just me. I think there is too much that they need to do in episode nine to come to a screeching halt and have a flashback scene to talk about Snoke's origins when he's dead. It like at this stage in the game, as it pertains to moving forward in the sequel trilogy, Snoke is irrelevant now. And who knows? He, maybe he can become relevant. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it like in the in the grand scheme of the sequel trilogy in that era? Snoke is very relevant. He is a very important player. But as of right now, as it pertains to episode nine, like nine, like like put episode nine in a vacuum and look at that film alone and what it needs to do. We got high hopes. (laughs) Like we, we, like we, we have to, I think we should go in it with a clear mind and not with. We should go into it with a clear mind, but like, but there are. But you also cannot separate the jobs that this movie has at this point. There are so many levels of needing to establish the first order and what their actual. It's kind of like going in episode eight. Show them actually being. Show them actually being in power. Showing what the resistance is actually doing. Being able to tell a cohesive story with Leia using scrapped footage from two different movies, you know, you're right, you're right. There's there's so much to work with here, and such a giant group of new cast members that is growing by the week. They already have a lot on their plate. I what you're saying is there's no place to fit it in. There is no place. Yeah, there is no place because any any backstory now they give on Snoke. You're it, it's a, it's taking a step back. You want to move the story forward. Who cares about a dead character now? They had their chance and it was just completely like Palpatine. Yeah. And again, we can go. But we, here's the thing is that with, with, with Star Wars and with storytelling in general, you don't have to keep going forward. You can tell an infinite number of stories about this era alone. Yeah. I think you're you just, can I think you guys, Yes, they can, but they can't put it in episode nine. Episode nine is moving exactly. forward. I think I was kind of like missing my point. What I'm trying to say, this may or may not happen. This is something I want to like. We all have stuff that we all want to happen in Star Wars, right? But Logan, yeah. you want everything to happen for but some reason. You want Rod of the Hut to come back. What? It's the same thing with the Rod of the Hut thing with you. Yeah, what I'm saying is that it could happen. Was it going to be like a three-hour movie? Who knows probably. what could happen? It probably will be. Probably. Yeah. Oh, so why can't I input ideas that I may want in there? Well, That's the whole fun that, thing about Star Wars. You, you can show. speculate all you <laughs> fucking want. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want to stop you from speculating, but also I understand that it may not fit in. I'm just trying to say yeah. this is what I want and this is what could happen in my mind. But you guys are like, oh, no, it's not going to fit in. I'm all butthurt about The Last Jedi, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm not butthurt not about The Last in. Jedi. The Last like, Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. The, the only way that he could be playing Palpatine, though, and still move the story forward is if he's a clone of Palpatine, which we've already seen in the comics in the EU. So it's kind of pointless. Like I mentioned. Yeah. I know. I know. You you want to see them put it in in some way. And I'm I'm saying the reasons why that I think that may not be good for this film. Okay, guys, let's, let's wrap up could, this conversation. Uh, we're coming up upon two out, uh, 
well, an hour and a half. And this is literally going in circles. We could have this conversation all fucking day long. Uh, yeah. Let's leave it at the fact that I put the word rumor in the show notes and leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Take this with a grain of salt and uh, go check out the Weekly Planet and all of the Planet Broadcasting stuff. But they, thank uh, you guys for joining us in another episode of the Do Back Discussion. Thank you, Chad, for joining us. And we can't wait for that first episode of Gore and More to come out. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. It's going to be the titties. It is. Uh, hey, TJ. Yes. Instead of playing out with the song, you know what you should do? What? You should play us out with the uh, video I sent into the group chat. Did you hear what I said it was? Yes, I'll send it. <laughs> it is really funny. I, I came up in my YouTube suggested... Because my little brother had his birthday party a couple weeks ago and all his it's friends. It's seven minutes long. This is me two years ago as a senior in high school, and it came up into my suggestion. I can't believe it. I was laughing so hard. This is literally you the just, cheesiest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it was supposed to be cheesy. <laughs> if you hop through a little bit, you can see me do the weather. And then I also reviewed uh, Rogue Good morning, One with a couple of friends. In the WCAT TV studio, I'm Alexandria Potter alongside Catherine Heasley, and these are your morning announcements. Do you Boy, play guitar, bass guitar, piano, or drums? The jazz band is currently looking for instrumentalists for the rhythm section of next hold year's on, senior high jazz band. This applies to all current 8th through 11th I found grade. it, and I was like, you guys are going to laugh. Well, I'm a high of 30 and low of 17 with snowy sky. Tomorrow we'll warm up a little bit with a high of 38 and a low of 27. And Wednesday has a high of 33 and a low of 19. That's all for weather. Back to you guys. WCATTV, this has been Kepler Heasley and Alexandria Potter. Thanks for watching and have a great day. Stay tuned for take two. That's the okay, we're not doing this. <laughs> 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 oh my god that's great okay we're rapping with the song still but that was a fucking joy and a half <laughs> that, was one, Jesus that was one sexy shirt you were wearing there i don't verse you i don't verse you i don't verse you i don't verse you i don't verse for i don't verse you I've only gone and blown the Death Star to smithereens as if it was a hill of beans, but we won't give up easily. Adios, brothers. Back to send fire, enact revenge for absent friends, defend their pride, and then die. Death to heaven sent for us. We're meant to avenge the Emperor with relentless lust to see the rebellion crush the pieces of every dust. Go get it back to front, cause after that you're done. Galactic action stunts, massive guns, and pack a punch, and drop your blaster, pack your lunch, run and jump back to the battlefront. Galactic.
massive guns and pack a punch and grab your blaster, pack your lunch, run and jump back to the battlefront. Don't get it back to front, cause after that you're done. Galactic action stunts, massive guns and pack a punch and grab your blaster, pack your lunch, run and jump back to the battlefront. End these troubles that were striking the Death Star, then we'll fly where the rest are. Never rest till it's bedtime, crying, get out the Xbox. And they're like, yes, father, that wasn't my best line, that wasn't my best bar by far. I kept the best for the end part, giving you a head start. Oh, you'll need it, the dark side wants your soul to feed it. Assault indeed and leave it, molten, beaten, halt and heat the alarm call. These star fools wanna start cool, I'm a class, always half full, kinda arsehole. Harsh, cruel, so these bastards wanna play hardball. I bring sharp tools and a lot of fuel for my tie fight to fly high, guys, wanna carpool. Can I ask you, why does Admiral like bar talk? Like Jar Rule, went to art school and a got tool, fuck all. Come and fly Darth Maul in a dark hall, while sparks fall. Like Connor Baba's arm in a bar brawl, that's hardcore, that's Star Wars. 